Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Check it. You're tuned in to Say What Radio with your hosts, Justin, Taz, and the other guys. Say What Radio. I'm going to just start with this one and just, just say headlines. See what you say. Baseball coach is suspended after he forced his players to spit in his face. He loses damn job. A Greek man was convicted of stealing electricity despite being dead. Yes. Convicted him after he died. So, okay, so, so he didn't do it before he died. Yes. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. What's the job? Pile it over. It's me. <laughs> Say what? Say what? One more goddamn time. All right, all right, all right. It is not Wednesday night, but we are still coming at you. Say what radio is coming at you guys. Got your girl Justin here. And I am here with the, well, some of the other guys. Go ahead and start it with Dre D. Yeah, looks like you introduced me, but uh, yeah, you got Dre D here. Hello, Mr. Jules. Hi. Always the, okay, always the rebellious. Always rebellious. Well, I mean, you're like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and let let him introduce, start with Dre D. And it's like, well, it's, because we know what happens when I say you know what happens when I say, let me start it to my left or to my right, because I'm used to that and it never actually works out. So, because we say are... alphabetical order. No left or right. We work remote these days. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's remote, so thrown off. But... That's why I said um, just alphabetical order. Anyways. But, um, you know, as we said before, we were trying to get in some new episodes to say what radio, and if you are a new listener to say what radio, we basically talk about the headlines, give our take on it, and uh, make you laugh while we're doing it. There are a couple that I want to get into tonight, so we're just going to go ahead and get straight into it. Dre D had a, a real hankering to get into this topic, so uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and start it off, D. Yeah, so uh, the topic is mainly the talk of the, the talk of the Black culture right now and the situation uh, around Deion Sanders. I don't even necessarily... I don't know if you want to call it a situation, but just, just uh, um, let's 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 say this. So Deion Sanders, if for for the people who are, who do not know, is a former pro football player who is now coaching at Colorado. God damn it! Well, I mean, technically, you're still at, at Jackson State for the last game. Yeah. Weird, yeah. But <laughs> so he was teaching at Jackson State. University, which is a which is a HBCU historically black college, and he has made the decision to go now and coach at Colorado State. There is usually kind of like some animosity uh, to others when this type of thing happens, especially in minority cultures, black culture to be specifically, when the HBCUs tend to not get the advancement or even money and opportunities that predominantly white institutions get. So him making this jump is, as 
uh, Dre D said, makes a big wave, has made a big wave within the culture and kind of got people in at odds. And as I said, Dre D was having, he was just a little amped up about it. Well, it's just, it's just certain, you know how social media is, and you know how the thoughts and opinions of people that you know can go when you have like these type of topics. And it's just like certain, certain people in certain ideas that people put out there in, in regards to this situation specifically. And it's kind of like what JG was saying at the beginning. Well, I, I forgot we weren't recording then. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, uh, in general, when Dion got to uh, Jackson State, he did do a lot of great things for the school and HBCUs like overall. That was one of the things uh, that he said he wanted to he wanted to change. He wanted to he wanted to accomplish certain things, but he also wanted to change just how we kind of look at HBCUs on like the the national scale and whatnot. And he did a really good job of of doing that. Uh, a lot of that was his own doing. Like I mean, you you know, a lot of the pain points with HBCUs when it comes to athletics and really anything is like funding and sponsorships and and donations and things like that. And he was able to work around a lot of those problems with like his own his own resources. Like he used his own his own money. His networking. Uh, yeah. yeah, he used his own money to help build facilities, help uh, build training staff. He used his resources his uh, that he had with certain people like Michael Strahan to make sure that the kids had like suits or not necessarily suits, but jackets and slacks so that they could look like a formal team when they actually go on the road or whatnot deals with like airlines and Under Armour and whatnot that he negotiated just off his ki- his cachet, like who he is. He was able to get a lot of these things done that an HBCU school would never, ever get from like anything else. So he did. He, he's done a lot for Jackson State and for just how we look at HBCUs. And so obviously it comes with a little bit of animosity that he was here for three years and you have people who are and not happy that he's choosing to leave, almost like you have people calling him a sellout and all of these other things you say you're for the culture and whatnot, but now you're leaving. And like when I hear those things, like in Dion's specific situation, I don't see what he's doing as being a sellout. Obviously, when you when you're at an HBCU, it's usually supposed to be more about the the culture and everything else and not so much about the money you make and all of these other things, but we all know in reality that it's it, it's about the opportunities you can create, right? You you still don't want to. Let me not say you don't want to. As a as someone who aspires to has dreams, has goals in life, I can understand someone like Dion using his his platform and and elevating HBCUs to also elevate himself. And it's not often that someone can elevate an HBCU and that actually gets recognized by anybody but Black people. So this is like one of the few times that someone has done something great at an HBCU. Because, I mean, you could be like 100 and 0 for like six or seven years in a lot of schools, like D1 schools, white schools, or PWIs. PWIs is predominantly white, white institution, by by the way, for those who don't know. They won't care. It's like, oh, well, you're doing this in the SWAC, you're doing this against inferior competition. That that would be usually how they would think of it. So when I hear people say things like Dion just went there just so that he could get his big break with one of the 
the PWIs or whatnot, I, I, I do kind of look at that and I'm like, maybe, but that route has never worked for anyone else. <laughs> Nobody else would go to an HBCU to try to get in the door with a D1 yeah. PWI. That's not what you do. So it's like for me, it's, uh, there is a part of Dion that did what he did for the for Jackson State and whatnot because he wanted to for those kids. He wanted to for uh, those historically black kids. It just so turns out that he was also able to get an opportunity out of it as well, an opportunity that another HBCU coach would never get, which, from my point of view, opens up that pathway for a lot of coaches who are at HBCUs who are like, yeah, I'm at HBCU. That means I'm going to be here forever. Because that's usually how it is. You just stay within the HBCU network and you don't really get to grow out of that. And I think the thing is with D with Dion, uh, people were saying like he's giving up on the kids or whatnot. I mean, he's taking half of those kids with him. <laughs> it's like he's not giving up on the kids that he made the commitment to. He's actually bringing them to one of those D1 schools, which a lot of those kids, besides Travis Hunter, who could have went to a, a, a D1 uh, school if he wanted to. But a lot of those other kids, those are that was an opportunity that none of them really had. They were pretty much destined to go to an HBCU. It's not that they weren't good enough. It's just that opportunity wasn't there for them. And and so it's like I could see it both ways. I just don't like the sellout uh, term that people are, are, are placing on it just because he decided to take an opportunity that, of course, pays way more money and is a bigger opportunity for him. He has a bigger vision than just being an HBCU coach. That's That was never his end goal. And even the kids, I think that was one of the most important things is one of the uh, Jackson State players said that when he came to the team, he told us that I'm coming here and I'm coming here so that we can win and we're going to win. And the kid was like, we won. He never promised us that he was going to be here forever. And so like the it's like the the kids understand this, but the most people that are mad are people who this doesn't even affect, like people who didn't even go to HBCUs, middle aged people who he didn't make these promises to. And it's like people have their own definitions of what they of when someone says it's for the culture. Everybody has their own definition of what that means. For somebody, uh, for for most of these people, like when they say it's for the culture, they want you to not take any opportunities that would benefit you and do everything you can to just help out the black culture. They don't want you to take anything or want you to do anything that necessarily can be seen as something that's only benefits you. You have to pass up those opportunities or you'll be criticized. And then when you do pass up those opportunities, we also have that those group of people who complain that we don't get those opportunities. Black mm. people don't get these kind of like a that we only have like what thirteen or seventeen coaches right now at these PW PWI schools. You got like one hundred and thirty one total, and only thirteen of them are like black black coaches, if I'm not mistaken. And we complain that we don't get those opportunities, but when we have an, a coach here who got that opportunity, working his way up from a high school coach just ten years ago to a HBCU coach uh, three years ago to now a D1 PWI coach, we're complaining about it. It's like, I get that you're up, you're not happy because you feel like that you won't, uh, you, another coach won't come in and bring in that same energy, that same environment, that same, those same networks as Dion would. But I don't hold that on Dion. I hold that on the other players or other people like Dion who could make the same kind of changes 
um, I'm not going to blame him for everybody else not stepping up. It's like everyone is putting everything on him to make these changes and no one else. And that that to me is what I see from a lot of my uh, contemporaries on like social media and whatnot, which which bothered me a bit. I, I completely understand it. And I think a lot of it has to do with it's just like. I'm going to be honest, I think a lot of it has to do with some jealousy on on people's part of him actually, you know, coming in, doing what he said he was going to do and then going for the bag afterwards. Yeah. I think I get the criticism with some people where it the narrative is, oh, he elevated or he upgraded to the D1. It was like, why was that? Why was the HBCU the downgrade? Which is not. It's just that, unfortunately, the upgrade comes in the bag form, not necessarily the school was terrible or anything, but is in and also informed in terms of like opportunities and networking and being able to get resources that he wouldn't have at his fingertips to begin with at that place. That is an upgrade there. But mm -hmm. as far as the school, I would not say it's like an upgrade from the school, so to speak. It's just right. in the experience, unfortunately, it 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 will be different and more comfortable in a way. I hate to say it, but that's true. Well, it, I mean, it is a, an elevation because HBCUs are D1AA schools, right? Like you have, it, it is a different level. It's not the same level as the PWI. It's similar to like semi-pro sports as opposed to professional sports. That's mm -hmm. That's almost how it is. Like it's it's it literally is at a different level. So like when you do go to one of those other schools, it, it is an elevation in just everything, not necessarily the people in the school or yeah. like any things of that nature. But it's it's just a different level. Like in general, it's kind of like the um, I think I had brought up the point when I was talking to the the guys. It's kind of like the, the Jackie Robinson thing, like the Negro Leagues back when Jackie Robinson was there. Being in the majors was an elevation. That was an upgrade. Yeah. The Negro League, you're not saying like the people in the Negro Leagues are inferior people. It's just that it literally is a different level of of sports. Like you, you, that's why Jackie Robinson wanted to move to the major leagues and did not want to stay in the Negro Leagues. He wanted to be he wanted to compete at the at 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 the top level. And unfortunately, a lot of black people, even though like the sports nowadays, I mean, it's it's still predominantly uh predominantly black but it's not necessarily the players that make that make the team like what it is it's the coaching it's the facilities it's everything that, that they can provide for those kids like a lot of the kids yeah. at hbcus can succeed at a d1 school it's just they they don't have that opportunity but mm -hmm. it i mean it it is what it is unfortunately but it is an elevation i i, I hate people who were taking that word and using it as a negative as a negative kind of connotation but it's 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 literally a different level it's a d1 school compared to d1aa it's it's two different levels it's it's shitty that that that's the way it is but that's currently where hbcu schools are they're they're not in that d1 now in the future i mean i, I don't know what it takes in order for the hbcu schools to to get moved over to those those conferences but as of right now we're not in them and that's not on Dion. Dion can't do that. But it the people that I see who literally don't help HBCUs or black culture or donate like a you have a lot of these people who literally graduate from HBCUs and 
the only time they ever go back is during homecoming to spend money and do all of the all these other things, but they don't do anything else to help their their schools, which is what a lot of these PWIs do, which is why they're able to do the things that they do, because their alumni actually put back into the schools. And I feel like uh, there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of people who rely on others to do that. And then they criticize those others when they don't. And that part right there is what is what drives me crazy. A lot of the people that I'm talking to that I I know specifically don't give back to their alumni, don't give back to their alma maters or whatnot, but they expect other people to do it and then criticize them. I don't mind if you don't do it or not. If you don't donate back, if you don't give back to your school, that's fine. But don't criticize other people when they when they did actually put back into the school and now they're deciding to take a different opportunity. I don't think you have the right to criticize them. All right, so I do have a slightly different perspective. Um, and it's not that I disagree with anything that, that either one of y'all have said. It's just that uh, I understand why he left. I get why he left. I'm not mad at Dion for leaving. I'm just disappointed that he left. And I think for me, it's twofold. Like, one, I, I am a little disappointed in Deion Sanders because of the messaging that he came with when he went to Jackson State. He came with the message that, oh, we don't need to go to PWIs. We can do this at HBCUs. I'm here to take Jackson State to a different level and show y'all that it can be done. I'm willing to, you know, he was willing to make whatever sacrifices. Like you said, he put in some of his own money to build facilities. He used his network to uh, to get different resources for the kids that they didn't have before. And I commend all of that. All of that is great. It's just the reason that is disappointing for me is because he came with this messaging of bring our kids home. It's okay for them to go to HBCUs. They don't need to go to these PWIs to make it to the NFL. And then for him to leave so quickly, because this is literally just the third year. So even that first recruiting class did not have the opportunity to go to the NFL even if that was his goal, just even one recruiting class. So I, I'm disappointed from that standpoint. But again, I also understand why he left. And I'm not mad at him for leaving. It's just a little bit disappointing. I'm concerned for Jackson State and uh, the SWAC because I think uh, like those facilities that he's built, a lot of the things that came with him, I question if they have the ability to keep that going. I hope they do. But I, I, in in all honesty, I doubt it. Like, I don't know how they maintain those new facilities without that additional revenue that honestly was largely just attributed to him. Like a lot of those sponsorships, I think, go away with him. Like, does that relationship with American Airlines stay now that he's gone? Does that relationship with Michael Strahan stay now that he's gone? What about all of the, the sponsorships that we don't know about? Does the revenue for the games even still stay the same? Because as you mentioned, he's taking some of the players with him. And I imagine he's not taking the bad players. He's probably taking mostly the starters. So the team is definitely not going to be as good as it was. And and honestly, people were probably just going to the games to see him anyway, regardless of how good the team was doing. And I think that's where I'm at with, like I said, I'm not mad at Dion because I get it. Like all of the things that you said are true. He's going to have way more resources than he ever had. He is like creating a new path for coaches to get to larger schools and to get to, to honestly, what are better programs. But I think just the messaging that he came with that we didn't, that he wanted to show people that you don't need 
a PWI. You don't need to go there to have success and to get people to the NFL and to to have a, a good program that's competitive. I just felt like could have stayed a little bit longer. But yeah, I think that's where I'm at with it. Yes, and I and that's the sentiment that I I understand. Like the way the way he's putting it, he's not necessarily criticizing Dion. You know, he he's not calling Dion a sellout. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, he didn't sell out at that's all. What, like, it, like, yeah, what it, he did for HBCUs, what he did for Jackson State, what he did for the SWAC is is fantastic. But I right. but it's just one of those things where I am also disappointed because I guess I, I I I thought it could have lasted longer. I think it needed to last longer, yeah. just so that it could be something that I to at least give them a better chance to sustain it when he did ultimately leave. Yeah. And that and that that I can respect. It's the the sellout monikers and all these other things that people are attributing to him. And I, I think what bothers me the most about it is this is why a lot of black people don't want to do anything or uh, for don't want to be don't 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 want to get involved or do anything when it comes to helping our own community because we criticize each other so much. Mm-hmm. No matter what we do, it, it like it, Dion didn't have to do that at all. Even just those three years or whatnot, or three or two, even if it was for one year, he didn't have to do it at all. But the fact that he did do it even for a short period should be celebrated and not criticized the way that people are criticizing because they wanted more from it or they had a different expectation from it. If if you're disappointed about it, I, that's perfectly fine because I share some disappointment in it as well. But like Jules said, he understands it and I would never consider him a sellout. But I, I know other people are going to look at this like other at like if there was another athlete on Dion's level that was thinking about trying to do the same thing. What do you think he's going to do now? Like he doesn't want to like he so he's pretty you pretty much are telling those people that, hey, if you come in and you're doing these type of things, we expect you to stay either for this for this long or forever. We you either going to be we want you to be like Eddie Robinson. And it's like it's like nobody wants to be trapped, especially in a career. Um, nobody really wants to be trapped or stuck in a in 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 something that they can't grow from or grow out of. Or the fear that, hey, if I do find a better opportunity, everything that I've done uh, leading up to this point, you're not even gonna, not even gonna recognize because now I'm doing something that you don't like or that you don't want. And I know that turns away uh, potential people who would potentially try to step in and and continue Dion's blueprint or try to do the same things that Dion did, because no, like, like, what am I doing it for? Like, if 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 I do get the change and if I do turn it around, if I do these things and you still shit on me for it, it's like, what am I, like, what's the point? Why would I want to go through this? Why would I want to put myself through that? And I don't think black people look at that when they are sitting here criticizing people who actually helped us. We do that a lot. We criticize people who help us a lot because we always want more. We expect once someone gives us something or once someone actually does something for us, we then put all the weight of our history yeah. onto that person. And it's like, it's not fair for that person. Like he can't live up to that. No matter what yeah. they do, they're never going to live up to that. And people don't want to be put in that position. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, it's got to be stressful as, and as speaking to someone who, who's been in that situation, to, to, to be the only savior seems like for it, for the entire team and school like like you were saying he was having things built 
have it, you're making sure the kids got this and the kids, I mean, you just want to coach. Yeah, you want to be influential and do all this stuff, but that's a lot uh, mentally and physically. And it, you want to do this for the next, what, 20 years? Well, however many years that people expect him to do it. It's not even oh, how yeah. many years that he says it's what pe- it's people's expectations of it. It's yeah. a lot to expect. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't condone the sellout thing, but like I said, I get the disappointment. I'm disappointed myself, honestly. And then I th- I, and to be honest with you, I think it, it doesn't help that he came in with the message that he came with and then left the way that he did. Because <laughs> it is, I mean, because on top of that, he is kind of leaving a little. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Leaving a little messily, I haven't. Oh, yeah. yeah that's that what I would agree with, too. Uh, wait, wait a second. Explain how he's, how oh, he's yeah. leaving. Oh, and I'm just saying, like, it, it is a little bit messy the way that he's leaving because he's it is the end of the season, but the team still has a game left. Uh, and they made this announcement before that final game. Uh, but he's still going to coach the final game. But he's already been introduced as a new head coach at Colorado. He's already given a speech to the team at Colorado. He's already announced that at least his son is transferring with him, who is currently the starting quarterback at Jackson State. Does he play? Is he going to play in the in the last game now? Like what? That uh, I'm not sure of. A lot of questions still have to be answered with that. Like, how does how does all of that work? So there, there's there's a lot of questions about how he's leaving as well, and that to me, I mean, combined with the messaging that he came with, is what's leading to my disappointment. I do have another disappointment though. That's probably a little bit more lighthearted. I am disappointed that you leave Jackson State and you go to Colorado. Colorado. Oh yeah. I mean. <laughs> you can't go somewhere else, man. Like, well, you you got to gotta think about it, though, Jules. No matter what he does in Colorado, will be an improvement. I know that, but that's they won one on, man. game last year. That's that's they won my one point, game. man. No, but <sighs> Colorado. Gotta, I, I, I I'm pretty sure I know what Dion's uh, uh, goal is here. If he if whatever he does at Colorado, if he even gets them to a bowl game, he can name his price with almost any other school. Well, I, I get that, but he, and, I, and I'm sure that was one of the things that he was uh, thinking of. And they probably paid him more money than any other school would ever pay, by the way, as well, for a coach coming from an HBCU. You know, if, if, if it was any other coach, I would agree with you. But I think Deion Sanders can get that money from a lot of places. Not, 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 not you know, not this just year? any coach. Not, yeah, this year, after the success he had at Jackson State, I think he could have got that from somewhere else. Especially when you see what he's able to do with recruiting with, like, no resources. Yeah, the only reason I say that is because even with what he did with Jackson State, traditionally, no one has gave a shit about what we do at HBCU. <laughs> yeah, now, You could have a coach that could be 36-0 and 0 over three years That was from a team that was only won one game. They usually didn't care. I think, uh, like I said, Trav- I think him recruiting Travis Hunter is what – Outside of all of his accomplishments on the field, I think that for 
PWIs or or just let's say schools and Power Five conferences, even though they all are PWIs. I think that was probably the thing that actually have them looking at him is the recruiting. I don't think it's, it has anything to do with the level of success that he had at, at Jackson State. I think it's just strictly the recruiting to see that he can get players that he that he should not be able to get, honestly, at an HBCU, just on his cachet alone. It's just because, like, that, I mean, that right there makes him what? He's in the top 15 for the highest paid coaches now, right? For At $6 million for college coaches? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, for that to be your first? Something like that. I think, uh, I think the AD at Colorado even came out and said they don't actually have the money to pay him yet, which I'm like, that's a red flag, Dion. Sure. Oh, wow. Should have went somewhere else. <laughs> that is definitely a red flag. Yeah. But his his uh, introduction to the Colorado team was hilarious. And yeah. I did see some, I did see that he ruffled a few feathers of of parents of those Colorado kids. I mean, I guess I, I get it. You have a coach that comes in and literally tells your kids to their face, you're not playing. <laughs> I have some people I'm bringing in that are going to get your position. So deal with it. Get in the transfer, get the transfer portal, find whatever it is that you can because you won't be playing here. Yeah, damn. He's pretty up for one that was the most cold blooded. And I haven't actually seen a video of this, I've just seen quotes. Was uh, he's talking to the team like that same part of the conversation or speech, I should say. It wasn't even really a conversation. He was just like, where's Shadur? Shadur? Oh, yeah. that's just, uh, Shadur stands up and he's like, that's a quarterback right there. <laughs> so, <sighs> Yeah, I saw the video. Oh, man. And then uh, sure enough, immediately, last year starter <laughs> entered the transfer portal. Because yeah. <laughs> you're not playing, bro. <laughs> you're not playing, yeah. That part right there is very cold-blooded, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, and to top that off, it's messy because he's still going to coach one more game. Before he actually goes to Colorado State. Yeah. It's just Colorado. Yeah, just Colorado. Like, uh, cause, yeah, because Colorado State is. Just, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm i thinking. I put it together. Yeah. I'm Jackson State. <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. But um, you know what? He's still better than Ye. Everybody is better than Ye. <laughs> I don't think that that's a very low bar at this point. <laughs> I don't understand, man. Like it, even in the last time that we've actually talked about it, it he it's gotten worse. Considering the dumpster fire that is Twitter, he got banned off there. Why? Because he put a swastika up. He's we- been on this rant lately. Oh, I, I forgot to uh, preface this. So he went on Alex Jones' show, and for those of you who don't know, that is the worst that you can probably get as far as conspiracy theorists, crazy type people. This man has been on a tirade for years against mass shootings, saying they're fake and, you know, all kind of other stuff. Been sued out the wazoo this year alone for that type of uh, thing. And he's going to be paying for it for the rest of his life. But uh, he goes on his podcast and is talking about, you know, he's he's like, okay, I want to give you the floor. I know other places are not letting you speak and talk and, um, you know, shutting you out or blocking you or whatnot. But go ahead and talk. And um, he's like, but I I do want you to be able to just, you know, say that, you know, Nazis are bad and stuff like that. And he's trying to goat him into basically saying they are not good because he wants him to take the stand against, you know, anti-Semitism. 
this motherfucker goes, well, uh, I don't, you know, Adolf Hitler, I don't see that he was bad. I don't think he was a bad guy. I liked him. That he had some good qualities. Come, come, come again. You know it's bad when you make Alex Jones nervous. He was sitting there. He wanted him to just say what he said was like, say Hitler is bad. <laughs> say the, yeah, say Nazis name. is bad. Even Alex Jones is like, man, I know I gave you the floor, but I didn't think you would say this. <laughs> it was, he continued on. He was like, no, he said, I find good qualities in everybody, like you said. But he was, even Alex Jones was a little like, hold up now. Just no, that's, we're yeah. not doing that. I died Alex. when Alex Jones was like, you mean you like the uniforms or the architecture, right? Like, not the... He was really you know? trying. Like, you just like the design of the uniform. Is that what you mean? <laughs> and he was like, oh, nah, Hitler, he was like, no, nah, we're not doing that. That's not, we're not about to let you say, no. No. Just no. When, when Alex Jones is the voice of reason in the room that you're in, just get the fuck out. Yeah, it's bad. You, you've hit that, rock bottom at that point. Yeah, and and what is with on top of it? What is with this fascination that he has with slutting out his wife? Like, what, what, what is? Well, why does he keep doing it? Is this like the fifth person that he's accused her of sleeping with during their marriage? I'm being with, yeah. This man like, was on before he got off Twitter. Uh, there was another thing, but before he got banned. Because he got banned for posting a swastika just randomly. And even Elon Musk was just like, no, dude, you can't do this. Just no, bye. <laughs> and finally banned him. But before he did that, he just randomly posted, oh, yeah, um, I caught Kim with this guy. Good night. <laughs> and it was a picture of Chris Paul. Just, I know he went home like, dude. It's like, it's not true. It's like, it's <laughs> And it's just like, if this was the shit that you was going through, why did you stay with this woman so long? Why'd you have so many kids? You keep just saying that she's this, she's that. Come on, dude, stop. I don't, I just don't understand why he does it. Like, that's, like, what is the, what is the, what is the end game here? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Like, he hasn't said that at all. Yeah, that's true. You know what? I I, I was I have to say this, and this is not something that I I take lightly because I don't like to comment on people's mental health. But I I I feel like at this point we we know that he has been diagnosed as bipolar out of his own mouth. Clearly, he's having a breakdown or something, and that's not to say that I'm I'm not saying that that makes him not racist and a, a an asshole. I'm just saying it in, in relation to the decisions that he's making to reveal himself as these things. And I, I don't understand how he has not been forcibly institutionalized yet. Yeah. yeah I don't know how, how anybody around him has not put him into a conservatorship or, or whatever it's called at this point. Like, yeah. I got I don't know. I, I I hope that he gets the help that he needs. And I am, again, saying that while also not defending him for being a racist asshole. <laughs> George is trying to learn from, from Akon, was it yesterday or the day before? But he was like, Akon had to quickly retract what he said when he was, he wasn't necessarily trying to defend Kanye. He was just saying that people should be allowed to, to say, to like, People should be allowed to say what they they need to say or say what they would like to say. Like sometimes we don't give people those freedoms. And then Kanye came out with the Hitler stuff, 
And Akon had to immediately come out with a rebuttal. I was not defending Kanye. I yep. don't agree with anything he said nope. there. Oh, no, no, no. I agree I 100% this that he should be able to say whatever he wants to say. But I also believe that he has to deal with the consequences of whatever he wants to say. Like, I don't want to. But that, and that's what Akon had to come back because he didn't say the last part. He was just saying, like, people should be able to say what they – he was supporting freedom of speech, but he didn't give the disclaimer with it. And so that's why he had to come back later and I give mean, the disclaimer. Freedom of speech, I feel like freedom of speech applies to the consequences as a result of your speech. So <laughs> if I'm going to let you say what I want to say, you get to deal with these consequences. Rated yeah. E for everybody. But yeah, Jules, you know, even though he, he remember he did say he was diagnosed as bipolar, but you remember he said that that was a fake diagnosis because it was done by a Jew. Yeah, he said that now. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah he's saying that now. Yeah. He said that now. <laughs> you know, he didn't say that at the beginning. You should have said that at the beginning. And then I might have, <laughs> might be able to give you some leeway, but I can't, I can't rock with, with it now. But also, according to him, they are trying to institutionalize him. There are people that are trying to do that and this was he was saying that talking to somebody when they were talking to him about the IRS thing which apparently he owes the IRS like 50 million dollars he hasn't either been paying taxes or this was due to some business deal or something but they said they froze his 75 million dollar account he says this I'm sorry his 75 million dollar account and he doesn't know if he can use his Apple Pay I couldn't use my Apple Pay so and he was just like, you know, if they can do this to me, they can do this to any American. Yes, this has been stated over and over. I don't know how many times throughout the history of the United States. Al Capone went down for this one thing, sir, for not paying taxes. If you don't, they will come after you. Yeah, you got to pay taxes. Yeah, And ain't got nothing to do with, you know, them just attacking you. You have to pay your taxes. Yep. Ah, man. But... Uh, the, that I don't know, man. I I hope he gets whatever help that he needs, um, and then just stays out of the public eye. Like just, I don't know if he can stay out. Of the I, public I don't eye, think man. he can either, man. And uh, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. Like who who is the who are the people that would be responsible for getting this man? I don't know. Again, when I was looking into the Wendy Williams thing and them being able to get her in that conservatorship, like it, it was done so quickly. Like she started having those issues and people started seeing her walking around crazy coming out of her apartment in her bathrobe, trying to go to the, just the store and stuff. They did that really quickly. That was her first time though, right? For them yeah. doing that. Tour. Well, they've already done that once with Kanye. They've already forced him to go to a, <laughs> to a place uh, once. Uh, that's, that's different. He needs, he needs that Britney Spears treatment. You know, I, I was saying with them already doing it, he's paranoid of them, doing, which is why he's putting out all of these monikers. Yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. He's like, oh, they, they forced me to, the Jews forced me to do this last time. They they self-medicated me and forced me to go to this, this hospital they or whatnot. They self-medicated you. They self-medicated. <laughs> those were his words. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But so now he's on high alert. So it's it's very difficult for like his family but, members or whoever it is to like, okay, let's kidnap this man and take him to where he needs to be. They can't serve him the subpoena, is what you're saying. He, he yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they, they gonna come up there. Are you 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 Kanye West? Nope. I'm Jesus. I'm, I'm Jesus. I'm, I'm Yay. <laughs> Who's asking? <laughs>
Yeah, so it's it's a little uh, bit more difficult with him. Like at this point, you'd have to commit a crime to get his ass to go to a goddamn hospital. You'd have to literally I mean, kidnap him. He's close him. to it right now. Oh, he I is. Really, yeah. I really, I, I really do feel like that is the next step. Like there is no in between. That is the next step for him. And I, I don't want, I don't want that for him. I mean, well, uh, we're yeah, we're right. talking about him. Yeah, and, like and, he has committed a crime with these taxes. With these taxes, yeah. <laughs> the only. I, I, if he, he if he loves his kids as much as he says he loves them, they are the only ones I could I could see that would be able to tell him to go get the help he needs, even though they don't understand any of this shit. Uh, D, I think I think there's an issue with that. I remember some interview where he at some point he was just like, you know what? The kids are gonna be all right because the baby mama is rich. So I don't even know if that's gold. I don't know. Like that's verbatim. The baby mama is rich. The baby mama. Yep. So another thing that's a part of this that puts me in the position of thinking that some, he's going to do something stupid and hurt someone. Uh, he's also his divorce with Kim is actually final now, and he's also been asked to pay two hundred twenty thousand dollars a month in child support. And I'm confused about that. What if the so even if the mother mother makes more money, you still got to pay child like that kind of child support? Man. Like, Kim is worth $2 billion. Kanye now is what? He ain't that. <laughs> you got yeah, to huh? talk to his lawyer about that, that negotiation. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Why? I don't know. I just, I, I just, I, that's a lot of money. It is. Yeah. Is that 2.4? Is that 2.4 million? Is that what that is? Three kids that got five. <laughs> I I literally stopped counting. They got got North, Saint, Saint, Chicago, and I know there's another one. At least four. Yeah, Yeah. it's at least four. But yeah, anyway, I I don't I don't know. And you know, I know that the streaming services they probably won't take him off of the services completely. But I'm pretty sure that I saw or or heard somewhere that. He's been removed from like the playlist. So like if you just put on like a whatever, you know, hip hop artist playlist, he won't mm-hmm. be there. So I don't know what that income looks like now for him. Like does that can you cover that child support payment with with streams? Well, you remember in one of the interviews he said that he only has hundred and twenty million in his account now. And he still gotta buy a parlor though, don't he? Nah, they uh even parlor was like, Yeah, we we uh with the Hitler stuff, we'd we gonna yep. chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, any any business ventures we decided to uh mutually terminate that arrangement. Yeah. Literally the only money that he makes right now is from Kim. The investments he has in her business. And I'm surprised she ain't cut ties with him. <laughs> Who says that she has it? Well, as of now, that's that's literally what they said. The only money, only money that he has like recurring is those investments. Mm-hmm. And I guess technically, since it's an investment, he's not really tied to it. He just makes money from it. Yeah, like anybody can invest. Like a freaking serial killer can invest in a company and make money from them. It doesn't necessarily mean you're tied to them. So probably leave that there. Yeah. Well, she probably she probably uh, just takes the investment returns as child support. You, you just don't get the kind of thing. Yeah, that's probably for the best for everyone. If that's mm-hmm. what's happening, well, man, man, that's crazy. That's a uh, 
a fall from grace if I ever heard one. That's a that was a quick turnaround, man. Yeah, it was. Well, we'll go ahead and um go to our favorite state, what the Florida. Uh, oh. I'm gonna just read this headline and uh we can be done for tonight. Florida man had sex with a dog in front of people and damaged a church mailbox. What? That's that's the headline. Yeah. An Orlando man was in Clearwater, Florida, where he had sex with a golden doodle in front of adults and a child, damaged a nativity scene at a nearby church, and tried to steal a vehicle. With a Kanye? At this point, I wouldn't put it past him, but no. Um, Sunday, police arrested 36-year-old Chad Mason on several charges, including sexual activity with an animal, exposing sexual organs, and criminal mischief to a place of worship. I didn't even know there was a thing. I didn't either. No idea. I didn't, like, what? Florida, like, what's going on, really? It's a different crime when it's a church, man. Mm. Uh, speaking of, I mean, this is off topic, but the whole Shanquilla Robinson thing, I didn't, there was, and this is a young lady who went down to Mexico and uh, ended up dying, and unfortunately, dying. excuse me, she ended up dying, and there was a video that then surfaced showing that that wasn't really the case. Whatever her friends were saying that was happening did not happen because it was an absolute assault on her by these people in this hotel room. And they have now got a warrant. The Mexican authorities have gotten a warrant to extradite her back to Mexico for the charge of femicide. I've never heard of that before. And it's basically you just killed somebody just because they were a woman. Or, yeah, basically, yeah. I'd never heard of that in my life. Femicide, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a different country. They got different laws. Yeah, yeah. But what I mean, what whatever what did they, they determine did, that though? Whatever it is, I don't, I, I don't care. It's murder. He murdered her, and he came home and just Lied made about a, it. A, a terrible lie about it. At that, Man, ooh, something ridiculous. But yeah, femicide is a thing, and these people, they, I, they have been very good about keeping the chick's identity secret. Or not saying specifically who it was, but yeah, that that just kind of threw me off. I did not know you. I'd heard of patricide at different um, in a different country, which is you know just killing a father because he's a father. But I'd never heard of femicide yeah. before. And so, but yeah, I've man. heard of genocide. That was the only side I've heard of. Homicide <laughs> oh, like and suicide, but you know what I mean. Oh my God, you you always got to do it. Don't you? Just be rebellious and the one that just wreaking havoc every time. I, that's the only thing I've never heard of Femma Patricide. I feel like you made those shits up. Sure. No, I, I, I had heard of Patricide before, but that also was my first time hearing Femicide. So is there yeah, just, a, what would you call it if you just killed them because they're a man? I don't know. Yes. I was like, since you use Fem, you can't use Melicide. <laughs> what, what, what do you call them? Aside, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm curious. Do they even have one, or do we not count? <laughs> do the men not count? No. Manslaughter. Wait a minute. There's a difference between manslaughter. <laughs> I just what he said. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I, who knows? I don't know. Somebody look it up. Where's our Where's our research team? <laughs> Research team is, um, I think, on holiday. Yeah, PTO. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. I guess that, yeah, we'll have to come back with that if hopefully we can get another show in before the end of the year. If not, 
We want to thank everybody for tuning in. I'm glad I should not have went down this fucking rabbit hole. Not as a, there's a femicide, there's a a feminine, a feminicide. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going down this. There's no, yes. Go say your outro. As always, please continue to follow us on social media. Say what radio for all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. Again, thank you for tuning in. As always, the biggest compliment you guys can give us is to really, really, really share, like, subscribe, review the show on iTunes, Google Play, thumbs up on Facebook, everything. Tell your family, friends about the show. We may not be everybody's cup of tea, but hey, let them listen and we can come to an agreement. You know, you like this, don't like this but that was funny yes it was (laughs) thank you for tuning in catch us next week same bad time same bad channel I'm dying in this fucking fucked up town you can't can't crying in my mouth get the fuck out of this country mother fuck is that say what again